We're giving ourselves over to him and allowing the spirit to make us whom we should be. And I'm telling you, it is God's plan for us to be conformed to the image of his son. Well, hello, everyone. This is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, as you know, we've been in a series entitled Revival Fire, and this is part number five of that series. And it is entitled Divine Connections, and it is part two of the message that we started on last week. I pray that you have been richly blessed by the ministry from Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. And do me a favor, sometime this week, would you go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org? It is there that you can hit the contact button. Let us know maybe your first name and where you're from and give us a testimony or two about the broadcast. That would richly bless us here at Kingdom Rock. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message, which is entitled Divine Connection, part number two of the series, Revival Fire, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Once again, we're going back into the series entitled Revival Fire. This is part number five of that series. If you've not heard parts one, two, three, four, yeah, one, two, three, or four, <laughs> praise God. Uh, that's available online, on the podcast, on the app, on the website, on YouTube, on Vimeo. It's all out there. So if you want to hear it, you can hear it. Yeah. And uh, if you would still prefer the old-fashioned hard copy CD, we may have a few copies of those available too. Just have to ask. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, we're going to go right back into the message that we started on last week, talking about the divine connection. Yes. And as we talk about revival, it's important for us to know about the connection that we have to our Father. It's important for you to understand who you really are, especially who you are in this hour, uh, in the last days. And if you weren't aware of it, you are in the last days. There is nothing that needs to come to pass now upon this earth uh, before the return of Christ. Everything has been fulfilled as far as the return of Christ uh, is concerned, Jesus can come back at any moment, at any moment for his church. And uh, you don't want to be left behind. Uh, you, you don't want to, you don't want to be that way. No, let me tell you now, it's, it's going to be a rough, very rough ride. Uh, when that happens. So you want to be ready, make sure that you're prepared. And how do you do that? It's not about living a right life. It's about receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior. It's, it's not about your works, at least you can boast. So if you hear somebody say, well, you know, Jesus is going to come back at any moment. I better get my act together so I can be ready. No, that's actually a wrong mindset. Because if you could get yourself together, you would have already done it. There's no amount of effort that you can do to get you ready. You're simply going to have to believe. And your readiness will be determined uh, by the power and presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. He's the one who's going to have to help you. Hallelujah. Remember this simple song? Some of you remember the song. It said, uh, he's still working on me. He's still working on me. It took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. A mighty creation I must be because he's still working on me. I just love that. Still working on us. Oh, I'm telling you, a mighty creation. And it's a work of the Spirit to get us ready. 
it's the Holy Ghost, man, that's going to have to get us ready. So we have to just bow and submit to the work that Jesus is doing on the inside of us. All right, let's go back to John 15 chapter. John 15, we're going to read verses 1 through 8 out of the King James Version. So if you have your Bibles ready, go ahead and turn there. If not, look at the screen and get your pad, pens, your iPads, whatever ready, notepads ready, bulletins ready to write and take notes because you're going to need to meditate on the words that God gives you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're not here just to be uh, spectators. We're not churchgoers. We're here for a divine encounter with God to get a word that's going to change our lives, that's going to change our destiny. Hallelujah. 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 You're going to grow because of the things that you begin to know and the things that are imparted into your life. So it's very important that we don't just vicariously hear the word and just toss it aside, but get it in us. This is how change happens. Amen. All right, so let's go John 15, verse 1 through 8. And it reads like this out of the King James Version. It says, I am the true vine, uh, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may uh, bring forth what? More fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bring forth uh, rather cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do what? Nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall rather yeah, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. Now we really were stopping last week, and we, we, we looked a little bit on verse number two. I went so many places, but I want to bring back another thought for you to, uh, to consider and meditate on this week. All right. Uh, it says again, verse number two, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. I want you to see the mindset of your heavenly father. Remember, Jesus is the full expression of God. If you want to, if you want to know what God is like, look at Jesus, look at Christ. He's the full expression or the perfect representation of God the Father. Remember Thomas uh, said, not Thomas, was it Thomas or Philip? Uh, said to, yeah, Philip, he said, uh, Lord, show us a father and it will satisfy us. And uh, the Lord said, Philip, have you been with me so long? And you not understand, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. You've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus is a perfect representation of the Father. Now, if you will understand this too, as we go through, go throughout these verses uh, here in John 15, you'll, you'll see also the mind of God as it relates to you and I as being born again believers. How it should be, uh, this is how it should be once again, if you look at Jesus, you see God. And when people look at us as born again believers, they should see Jesus. It should go when they look at you, they see Jesus. And when they look to Jesus, they see God. Can somebody see that progression? 
But we have such a breakdown in today's society and culture because many have not taken the word of God um, for truth in their lives. And we've seen people say, well, I'm a Christian, but only when it's convenient. Only when, uh, you know, only when it doesn't interfere with my lifestyle. That's not what a Christian is. That's not what God has called for. He's called for those who will receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, believe in his death, burial, and resurrection, and actually allow the word of God to take root in your heart and produce Christ out of your life, produce the manifestation of Christ. The Lord has not only called us to uh, represent Christ in the earth, he's actually called us to uh, not just to represent, but to represent Christ. Did you get that? Yes. Not only to represent him, but to represent him Amen. to the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And we'll see this further on today, Lord willing. The Father is ultimately glorified when he sees Christ in the earth once again. We're going to go through this today. So I want you to know, first of all, you look in verse number two, look at the mind of the Father as it relates to this. The Bible says that the father is the gardener, that he is the husbandman, or that means gardener, and he has planted this vine, or we, as we said last year, help me Jesus, it may have been last year, but last week, Sierra, last week, as we said last week, that uh, the father planted that vine. He planted Christ. The father is the husbandman, he's the gardener, and Christ is the vine, and we are branches upon that vine. Or we said branches upon that tree. And we know that fruit grows on the branches and not on the trunk of the tree. Okay. So in that way, the father has designed it that he needs us. If he wants fruit in the earth, you're going to have to have a branch. And by the same token, we need him. Because the branch cannot bring forth fruit except it's connected to the vine or to the trunk of the tree. You say, well, there's a, I mean, if you see a branch on the ground away from a tree, you don't really call it a branch, you call it a stick. You become a stick. And fruit is not going to grow on a stick. It's just, you say, what a miracle is that? No. When that stick is connected to the tree, it will produce some fruit. Hallelujah. All things being equal. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. And uh, we've said last week as well, what type of tree or uh, vine is this? Well, you know the type of tree or vine it is by what it produces. If we look out and we see apples on a tree, we must conclude that it has to be a apple tree. We look out, we see oranges growing on the tree. We must conclude that it is a orange tree. We look out and we see peaches growing on the tree, those fuzzy things. <laughs> Many people say delicious, but it gives me the willies. Hair on fruit. Lord, we got to talk about this. <laughs> Please don't give pastor a peach. Unless you have peeled it. Just FYI. Nectarines, I really like nectarines. But let's get back. I don't know, we have to talk. Why'd you put, all right. 
Some things are beyond my understanding. We won't know until we get there why the peach has hair. All right. Let's get back into this. But I look at the peach tree. I have to conclude, or have the peaches on the tree. I have to conclude what kind of tree is it? It's a peach tree. All right. God has planted a Christ tree. Christ is the vine. He is the tree. So what type of fruit does he expect to grow off of the tree? If it's a Christ tree, it has to be the fruit of Christ. Christ growing out of our lives, the manifestation of Christ out of our lives. Hallelujah. Now we're going to get there. I want you to see again, the father's mindset as it relates to a tree, as it relates to uh, being him being the farmer or the gardener, every branch on the tree that does not bring forth fruit. He doesn't put a bow on it. He takes it away. Look at his mindset. Now that goes further on. As a matter of fact, we go into the book of Mark, Mark the 11th chapter. We see where Jesus is coming upon a fig tree. Some of you know this case, Mark 11, we'll go ahead and read a little bit. Mark 11, verse uh, number 13 and 14. Mark 11, verse 13 and 14. It says, uh, and seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came if happily, if, if perhaps it might, or rather he might find um, anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found, which means, of course, he was searching. He found nothing but leaves. Did he put a bow on it? No. What did he do? Uh, well, for the time the figs was not yet, verse number 14. And Jesus answered and said unto it, what? No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. All right. He was expecting uh, beyond whether the time was, he was expecting fruit to be on this tree. It was not there. He didn't have kind words. He said, you got to get out of here. Let me show you another one. If we go there uh, also to the book of Luke, Luke 13. Let's look at uh, two verses here. Just want to show you the similarities of what he's saying here. And we thank God that we are fully, uh, we are fully awake our spirits are tuned and ready to hear what thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh my God, it's such a big thing being awake. Yes. Yes. Such a big thing being awake in this hour. Luke 13, verses 6 through 7, it says this, And he spake unto them this parable, A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. So we know that this is the owner of a vineyard. Look at that. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vine yard. You want to get that? And he uh, came and sought fruit from his vine yard. Thereon and found none. Then said he uh, unto the vine, rather unto the uh, dresser uh, of his vine yard, vineyard, behold, these three years I, I come seeking fruit of this fig tree and find none. What does he say? Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? So when he plants a work, he expects to see fruit. Amen. Amen. We look at the same thing out of the parable of the talents, right? In Matthew, I think Matthew 25, how the, the, um, the land owner or the king goes out and he, he, he entrusts his servants with talents or money. And he tells them, hey, you guys occupy or do business until I come back. And he expected them to do something with what he gave them. He expected to see increase, profit, fruit. And the one that did not produce fruit, 
he wasn't very happy with it. He didn't produce any profit. He said, at least you can put, you should put my money in the bank. I would have had interest when I got back. I would have had some measure of fruit, some measure of fruit. So we see, I want you to see here again, the mind of God as it relates to fruitfulness. Now, again, what type of fruit is he expecting from you and I? Or what type of fruit are we able to produce? This is the big thing. What type of fruit are we able to produce? We know that we are to produce Christ in our lives. But what does that look like? What does it look like? God's expecting me to produce the fruit of Christ in my everyday life. Well, what is Christ? Christ is the word of God made flesh that walked among men. They called him Jesus the Christ. Christ is the anointing. It is the anointing of God. It is the word of God uh, that was manifested and walk among men. We're going to produce a manifested word of God. Now, let me, let me, that may seem still a little bit foreign to you. So let me bring that a little bit closer. Uh, if we look uh, in terms, uh, let's look in terms of uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus. What a Wonderful example. As a matter of fact, we can go to Matthew 12, Matthew 12, verses 46 through 50. Matthew 12, verse 46 through 50. And I'm going to get this word to you today. I have a very short time to get it to you. So I pray that you will listen quickly. Praise the Lord. Matthew 12, verses 46 through 50. Now, it says... Uh, while he yet uh, talked, no, 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 let's not go there yet. Let's go to Luke, I'm sorry, Luke 1. Luke 1. <coughs> no, let's go back to Matthew. Hold that thought with Mary for a second. I want to show you this. Say, Lord, help the preacher. Thank you very much. Uh, Jesus does ask a question here of who is my mother? Okay? To mother something is to bring it forth is to produce fruit, produce a life. Remember one of the things that the Lord told us to do in the very beginning in the book of Genesis, to be fruitful and multiply. That's still what he's saying to us today, as branches, be fruitful and multiply. Look at this. Uh, while Jesus was preaching somewhere, uh, this is what happened here in verse number 46. It says, while he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without or outside desiring to speak with him, desiring to speak with him. Uh, then one said unto him, behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without uh, desiring to speak with thee. But he answered and said unto him that told him, who is my mother and who is my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren. Now that sounds like a very odd statement, doesn't it? Jesus is pointing to a group of men and says, Behold, my brothers. Okay, great. No. But he didn't say that. He said, Behold, my mother and my brothers. What, Jesus? <laughs> Something don't look right, Lord. Behold your what? Behold my mother and my brothers. What? What did you say, Matthew? 
He said you were his mama. What? <laughs> what did he say, Philip? He said you were his mama. <laughs> Jesus, can we talk for a second? Yeah. <laughs> Verse 50 says, for whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother, okay, okay, and sister, and mother. Okay. Lord, we can understand the, the brother and the sister part, right? Yeah, you do will the Father uh, in your life, then that means that you and I uh, have the same daddy now. That's how we're brothers. We're related by blood. Hallelujah. That's great, Lord. I do will of the Father, and we then become related. Me and you become brothers. You know, if you're a woman, you know, you become his sister. Praise the Lord. We're in the same family, united as one. Praise God. But tell me about this mama thing. <laughs> Understand something. Jesus is the word of God yes. that was made flesh. Yes. Now, to help you understand that, now let's go over to Luke, the first chapter. We understand how powerful it is for us to be a brother or sister in Christ because the Lord said that the Bible says that Jesus is the first begotten of the dead, that he is the elder brother. He is our elder brother. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. He's our elder brother. Glory to God. He's, not, he's also our king. He's also our Lord. He's also our Savior. He's also our God. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Jesus is God, and he is also man. 100% man, 100% God. It's a divine mystery how this can come to pass, how this can actually happen. Yes. Thomas, when he saw him, said, my Lord and my God, after the resurrection, my Lord and my, and my God. Wow. Hallelujah. But let's talk about this mothering part, because this mothering part uh, has, all, has, has a lot to do uh, with you bearing fruit as a branch. Remember, the Father's glorified when you, bear, when you bring forth much fruit. And that's our purpose. We said our purpose is to uh, bear the fruit of Christ in the earth. This is a Christ tree. We should be bearing Christ as branches connected to the vine. Hallelujah. So let's look at this example of how Mary did this, quite literally here. Uh, then said, uh, this is Luke, the first chapter, verse 48, or rather, verse 38, sorry, 34 through 38. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? All right, so the angels told her, Mary, you're going you're gonna to bring forth the son. You're going to bring forth the Savior. How shall this be, angel Gabriel? I hadn't been with nobody. How am I going to bring forth the Christ, the Son of God, and I don't have a man to help me out in that regard? Right? The angel, I went to biology class, and I know how this sort of thing works. You got to have certain parts to come together in order for the baby to come out. How can this be? What was she looking at? She was looking at some natural things, fleshly things, human understanding. Because listen, from the very beginning, I want you to understand this, it's impossible for you to bring forth Christ to except it be by the Spirit. Because in your own human flesh, it's not going to happen. You're not going to do the works of Christ 
You're not going to be walk like Christ in the earth without the involvement of the Holy Spirit. It's not going to happen. We can't produce it. It can't happen. The Holy Spirit, he gives her, gives her the answer and he gives us the answer here too. Uh, verse number 35, and the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Spirit, rather the Holy Ghost, say the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. That's how it's going to happen. When you produce Christ out of your life, the fruit of Christ, it's a work of the Holy Spirit. It is God working on your human flesh that's going to produce Christ out of your life. Understand that. So the, so the angel tells her, hey, Mary, this is something that involves God. This is a God thing, not a fleshly thing. You're not going to produce a holy, sanctified, righteous life in your human flesh. All you're going to produce is something that stank, number one, and full of hypocrisy. Because all you human flesh will be able to do is produce something that looks religious, that looks right to other people. But we won't, we cannot produce that type of righteousness that God requires in our flesh or with our willpower. I'm going to live holy this week. I'm not going to do that this week. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. One more one time, Lord. Just, 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 just one time. You'll only be able to resist or you'll only be able to manufacture, quote unquote, holiness for a moment. But lasting righteousness, lasting work of God only comes as a result of the spirit of God upon you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the angel said, this is a God thing, Mary. This is not a flesh thing. You're looking at the wrong way. And many in the church today are looking at this thing the wrong way altogether. You cannot manufacture Christ or produce Christ from a fleshly life. Won't happen. And so I want you to see her response. So the angel says, the Holy Ghost uh, shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Uh, and behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, uh, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. But that was she conceived. That was John the Baptist he's talking about. Elizabeth had a, had a son, the son of John the Baptist, but that was through human under human being stuff. <laughs> now it was God to come upon Elizabeth because she was old, first of all, older, beyond childbearing age, hallelujah, and she was barren, had not had a child in her life. They thought that those days were dead and gone. <laughs> Okay? It is as if a 75-year-old woman or a 65-year-old woman, just all of a sudden God comes up to you in service and says, Oh, I prophesy. Here's a man of God coming over your life. Oh, I prophesy. Oh, you 70-year-old woman. Oh, you 68-year-old woman. God said yeah. that you are about to have a son. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I don't think that would have the same effect today as it did back then. Yeah. 
But yet and still, it was as if it was the angel said to her, this is going to happen, and they were delighted. This is a promised child. They were prepared. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I would have to have me some confirmation. Hallelujah. <laughs> Pastor, understand, prophet, understand, brother, sister, I understand what you are saying, but God going to have to talk to me. I'm with it, but I just need to know it's him. Hallelujah. Elizabeth received that word, and of course, uh, now she's six months pregnant. Hallelujah. But even with her, when she would, once she became pregnant, her and um, uh, Zachariah, I believe, once they became uh, pregnant, she became pregnant, she went away from the camp for a while. Went away, and I understand why. She went away, had the baby, came back, praise the Lord. But we'll talk about that some other time. But the angel said, hey, nothing's impossible. Consider your cousin now she, uh, she that was barren is now pregnant. Verse 37, uh, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Look at Mary's response. Isn't that powerful? Nothing's impossible. What has the angel given her up to this point? The angel has given her a word. Where did the word come from? The word came from God. Mary uh, is about to, or she is hearing a word from God. Yes. Who is Jesus again? He is the word of God made flesh. Yes. Word of God made flesh, right? Yes. Word of God made flesh. Mary is now receiving a word from God. Hallelujah. Right? And her mission is to produce fruit. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. To produce fruit. Yes. To bring this word to manifestation yes, in her life. From word, I hear it, it's in the fertile ground of my heart, I receive this word, and now, a little while, I allow this word to come out, come out of me. The word come, goes from spirit to flesh, something that you can touch, all right? That's the fruit process. That's the birthing process. But look and see how this happens in verse number 38. And she says here in verse 38, And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. She said, Let it happen. What you have said, let it happen. Let it happen. Yes. In other words, there is no resistance in me. There is no no in me. I say yes. I hear your word and I say yes. Let it happen. You see what I'm saying? And fruit came forth. The baby was born. It went from something very spiritual, a word, to something very natural. Now let's go back. The Lord said again, that the father is the gardener, he's the husbandman. Yes. And uh, he said again that uh, we are the branches. And we know that, is the Holy, that it is the Holy Spirit that is the life force, if you will, of the tree. It is him that's in us, that, that helps us to understand the word of God. The Bible says that he's the teacher. He will lead you into all truth and show you things to come. Stay with me. We're almost done, I promise. Stay with me. So what happens with us? How are we going to produce Christ? Again, Christ is the manifested word. Yes, Lord. Let me give you an example of what we're saying here. We're going to wrap this up today. 
God says, let's say God says to um, someone, instead of Mary, he says to someone named mm, Linda. And says, thou shalt bring forth a food banketh. <laughs> and for a time, that word is just spirit. And she has to say, yes, Lord, let your word come to pass. Then what was spirit becomes natural. Christ, the word that was manifest, is now seen. Make sense? You will bring forth a youth ministry. You will bring forth a business. A word that is very much spiritual, that cannot be seen nor touched. We say, yes, Lord, cause your word to come to pass. Behold, the handmaiden or the servant of the Lord, let this word be in my life. Yes. That word that was spiritual has gotten in your heart and it develops and it comes out. That is a manifestation of Christ. Does that make sense? That word God says to you, I want you to go talk to that person, let them know I love them. That word is spirit. Can't see it. But once it goes through you and produces the manifestation of, uh, sister, uh, I don't know you, but Lord wants me to tell you that he loves you very much. Really? I'm loved? Oh, yes, you are. That word that was spirit then became natural, became flesh. And that is Christ. You understand what I'm saying to you? So when I say that God wants us to produce Christ in the earth, and this is how the Father is glorified, this is one way here is God speaks a very spiritual word to you. He communicates his word to you. And the word, and the the God, the Lord used the angel um, Gabriel here to give a word to Mary. And the word angel means messenger. God sends you a message and he implants it in your heart if you allow him to, because he's always speaking. And so when the father looks down upon the earth and he has planted all of that word in our hearts and says, I need you to do this. You do that. You do that. You do that. He is glorified when we as a body, he looks over, he looks over into the realms of the earth and he sees manifested everything that he has spoken. He said food bank. There it is. He says ministry. There it is. He says uh, telling the prophesying or declaring. And there it is. He says business. And there it is. He says these things. He looks over. He's glorified when there is much fruit. Does that make sense? In this way, this is one way. Now let me give you one more, which is a bit more pointed. In this way, we are reproducing Christ in the earth. Who is Christ? He is the word of God that was made flesh that walked among men. Tangible, the tangible presence of God. Are you with me? Now, y'all ready for this? We're going to sock it to you, Gene. We're going to sock it to you. 
We are known as Christians. Right? Christian means Christ-like. Right? Christ-like. The day will come. The day will come, you hear me, when those that are born again believers who are connected to the vine and you are abiding in Christ, you're abiding in the vine, you're abiding in his word, and his word is abiding in you. And you have developed a, a oneness with the character and nature of God, not from your own human efforts, let me tell you now. Yes, Please, let me see a book that tells you exactly how to connect in intimacy with God. What you may put in your book is how you connect it. But every relationship with God is personal. The book has not been written for the individual, individual masses. This is something that is by the Spirit only. As the Holy Spirit leads you into divine, intimate relationship with the Father. Make sense? God said it's up to us to produce Christ. This is the tree. Produce Christ. All right. Christ is, again, God's word in manifestation. Now, as you and I allow the spirit to do his work in our lives, when people look at you, again, they will see Christ walking among Christ walking among the human race once again through his body. It's not a far stretch. You are the body of Christ. Hallelujah. When you look at my head, you see, you say, hey, that's Pastor Stroud. You look at my arm, that's Pastor Stroud too. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus. Right? Yes. Look at my foot. If you can see my foot through my shoe. I would take my shoe off, but you don't want me to right now. You don't, you don't just say, well, that's, you know, this all a part of me. Every part of you is you. Your ears is you. Your toenails are you. That's you. Right? We are the body of Christ. When you see our head, you see Christ. And when you see his body, you see Christ. And again, this is the way God has set this up. Jesus is the head of the church. And we are the body. The Father does not want a headless body floating throughout eternity. So he needs a body. We are his body. And he does not want a, uh, you know, well, he does not want a, a, a bodiless head throughout eternity. We're the, we're the body. And he, neither does he want a, uh, a headless body floating throughout eternity. The head needs the body and the body needs the head. Now, of course, these are figurative words here. Figurative words. These are examples. All right. Jesus rose from the grave with this full body. We understand that, right? All right, we'll make sure that everybody's clear on that. But what am I saying as we're closing right here? God wants to produce Christ in you. 
that when people see you, they see the manifestation of Christ. How Christ walks in your home. Christ walks in your school. Christ walks in your workplace. Christ is there. When they see you, they see Jesus manifested in front of them. That's the goal. That's the goal. They called him Jesus the Christ. And soon as you hear and heed to the voice of the Spirit, they will call you Gene the Christ. Mary the Christ. Someone that is of Christ. Christ all meaning, also meaning the anointed. Meaning again, we're so into him. We're not just casual goers, casual, casual seers, not just here playing the ritual church thing, not just here trying to fulfill a quota. We're trying to become, uh, we're giving ourselves over to him and allowing the spirit to make us whom we should be. And I'm telling you, it is God's plan for us to be conformed to the image of his son. Oh, let me show you that in Hebrews. We're going to close out. Some of you, let me show you that in Hebrews. Go to the book of Hebrews right quick. Praise God. And then we're going to close out with that because I want you to see that. You say, oh, Pastor, that is so far-fetched. No, it's not. I'm truly telling you it is not. Are you still with me today? I want you to see this. Hebrews, Hebrews 1 and uh, verses 1 through 3, look at this out of the Good, Good News Translation. I love the way it reads, and then we will close out. Hebrews 1, verses 1 through 3. It says, In the past God spoke to our ancestors many times and in many ways through the prophets. But in these last days He has spoken to us through His Son. He is the one through whom God created the universe the one whom God has chosen to possess all things at the end. He reflects the brightness of God's glory and is the exact likeness of God's own being, sustaining the uh, the universe with his uh, powerful word. Listen, after after achieving forgiveness for the sins of of all human beings, he sat down in uh, heaven at the right hand of God of uh, the supreme power. Now, again, God, we said before that Jesus is the exact likeness. He's the exact representation of God the Father. Uh, look one more time at Romans, Romans uh, 8, verse 29, King James Version. We're going to stop here today. Romans 8, 29, Jesus looks like God. And it's God's plan for us to look like Jesus. That is spiritually on the inside. I I need you to see that. The son looks like the father. And we look like the son. As you give yourself over to the father, you'll find the devil is going to hate you even more. But the more you look like the son, Jesus Christ, the more, powerful, the more powerful you will become, the more power you will have over the enemy. Look at this and we'll stop here today. Romans 8, 29 says this, For whom he did foreknow, talking about the Father, he also did predestine or predetermine to be conformed to the image of his Son, 
that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. You were predetermined, predestined before time began to look exactly like Christ. Before everything was created. So it's not a far-fetched thing for God to expect Christ to be produced out of you. Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do, because I go unto my Father. He was talking to his body. We're going to do the works of Jesus Christ in the earth. Yes, move in signs and wonders and miracles. And yes, we will love others, and we will forgive like Christ. We will not walk in bitterness and in defeat and in this constant anger and stressed out and all of this stuff. That's not Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But we're growing and developing in him. And it all happens as we say to the spirit, be it unto me, even according to your word. In Jesus name, I pray you receive the word of God today. We're going to stop right there. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Father, we release this word into your hand. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Remember, if you would like to hear today's message in its entirety or hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast and get it on the go. And if you have a Roku device, make sure you search for Kingdom Rock TV. And there you will find this program and so much more. We would also love to see you in a live service. Just go to our website to get the details at www.kingdomrock.org. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.